they have these very uh, long-term exclusive contracts. So if you are a venue or you are an artist, you sign on with a ticketing site. Of course, you need someone to sell the tickets to your show. Now, um, what will happen is that big ticket companies will approach popular venues and promoters with very, very good, very extensive contracts, which gives the selling service exclusive rights to all that venue's tickets and a teeny, teeny bite of any performer profits as well. So it's quite like, so they're like, okay, I guess that makes sense. You're taking the hassle out of selling tickets for us. So that makes sense. But there's literally... um, there's not many options in some ways. And we know that in Hong Kong, there's a very few ticketing platforms and the ones that there are leave us shaking our fists at the sky, right? So like, it just seems like- It's always like a 10 minute queue. Yeah, it's just, it doesn't really work. Um, so the problem is that they, firstly, they do things like charging convenience fees. So you would have seen this on ticketing websites today. Now, once upon a time, I don't think you got a convenience fee to go into the um, to go into the, the theatre in London in the 1700s. Um, now, of course, that's um, so they they have um, ticketing fees, and then of course you have this issue with things called like scalping, which always gets me feel like you know when people queue for rugby sevens tickets yes. and then you see the scalpers outside the stadium. It always just makes me feel like sordid. It's like oh they, they you know you know they've got a ticket, but they're going to sell it for so much more than it's worth, and it's that sense of value that people have a real problem with because and it's they're like always access. British. I have to say, yes, the scalpers are always and content, um, <laughs> con- uh, confident, yeah. Very confident. Yeah. You're I like, to, I feel like you could put these scalping talents to something else, you know? I tried to interview once. Did uh, you? One, one time. I, I tried to sort of do a feature with them. You know, where did you get the ticket? Wow. But they didn't really want to talk. Oh, really? Yeah. They don't want to talk. They just want to yell. Yeah, <laughs> sure. That's a shame. I was, about, I was really, I was on the edge of my seat then, Noz. I was really listening. I was like, I want to know about this insider scalper. They didn't want scalper to talk. Thing. Maybe I'll try again. Try again. Try again. Yeah. Well, we won't be able to try until October, right? That's when the, the Rugby Sevens was right. rescheduled to. Um, now, of course, that's a really big thing. And now a lot of, apparently, a lot of big name performers actually scalp their own tickets. They buy them all up and then increase the value of them. So there's like, there's all these things going on that people don't realize that happens with tickets. People like, um, and people will speak out against it. Like Lady Gaga will say, oh, you know, it, it just seems wrong to me that a 14 year old has to find $100 to come to a concert of mine. I'm like, yes, that is wrong. But, you know, but but it doesn't seem wrong to many because that's how, you know, people make, make the money, I suppose. And it's really interesting, like, They've found, um, you know, there's a cardinal rule of doing business on the internet, which is if you find a loophole, um, it will be exploited by some unsavory character, right? That's just te- what tends to be what happens. Interestingly, um, the Americans with Disability Act allows handicapped concert goers to purchase up to three additional seats in the same row for friends. Um, I shouldn't say handicapped, I should say disabled. So disabled um, concert goers will <clears throat> be able to go because, of course, you don't want to sit without your friends, but yeah. you can't access other areas of the stadium. So it's really important you go there now what will happen is scalpers have started swiping seats intended for disabled showgoers and reselling them at crazily inflated prices a leaving no handicapped accessible seats for those that need them and the worst part it's actually legal yeah it's legal to do that so there's like people kind of so it's a very complicated system and the fact that anyway they need to plug that loophole yeah totally um, and now we have the fact like software and bots, which can snatch up tickets before anyone's able to buy them either. So that's another thing that people are able to do. Um, and so that, so there's all these like, um, and apparently credit card companies are in, on, in on this so they can, um, they can s- sell out different things. They can give you access so they can buy tickets and then give you, it's just, there's like a lot of corruption in the ticketing world from considering that I just think wholesome of like a little man in a hat going tickets, please, tickets, please. It's like this really dark, 
thing about dark you know web of lies dark web of lies but it's not all a web of lies um of course we have um things like golden tickets willy wonka's golden tickets is like a beautiful idea that beautiful thing sense of being the you hope know, the hope yes. and um and i i like that there's some some artists have um have really taken that kind of idea to heart um in 2006 the artist formerly known as prince uh, followed willy wonka's lead and had universal music hide 14 purple tickets seven in the u.s and the rest internationally um, inside copies of his album 3121 and the 14 lucky that were found a ticket, ticket were invited to attend a private performance at his residence in Los Angeles it's very Willy Wonka you know it's really lovely um, and, and then purple when purple ticket as well that's the best colour yeah it's like purple rain purple you know? rain yes. um, and then when he took his um, he took his show on the road for the Earth tour um for just 21 nights at London's O2 Arena, which is amazing. 21 nights, and he would have just sold out, sold out, sold out, right? Um, he made sure that each and every ticket at his show sold for £31.21, regardless of their proximity to the stage. Because it is a it, there is a status thing attached to it, isn't it? It's the most expensive tickets. You're only the standing tickets. You're only there. Yes. And it's amazing that he Front did row that. row or mm. like nosebleed section. Oh, for, for sure. I mean, hockeys, I remember know. that getting tickets to watch Bob Dylan when I was at university and I couldn't see him because he was behind a speaker because I couldn't get the most expensive tickets. I could only get the ones I could afford and I couldn't see him. I basically watched what looked like a speaker with legs <laughs> for two and a half hours <laughs> and it wasn't worth it at all. Um, but I mean, yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fascinating thing, the concept of tickets. And I have lots of quotes. I have lots of quotes today. Please yeah. take them away. Um, the first one is from the incredible Tracy Chapman, who said, Some folks call her a runaway, a failure in the race, but she knows where her ticket takes her. She will find her place in the sun. And I like that because it's about intention. You know, there's something about a ticket that's an intention. I'm getting really metaphorical about tickets, but there is, you know, which is why, you know, the scandals plaguing the digital world of tickets is so upsetting. Um, Rushank Thorte, that's probably not how you say his name, but very much how I want to say it, said, if you love someone, then tell them right away, because after missing the train, there is no use of yelling that you had a ticket. Wow, that's really all emotional. Yes. I tell the people I love yes. that I love them, but I feel like I need to find more people to tell that I love them after reading that quote. Henry Kissinger said, "Each success only buys an admission ticket to a more difficult problem," which is true. That's really yeah, deep. That's really deep. He was a deep guy, I guess. Yeah. Um, Douglas Horton said, "Be your own hero. It's cheaper than a movie ticket," <laughs> which is delightful. Um, I think, and Steven Pinker, the author, said, I think a lot of moral debates are not over what is the basis of justice, but who gets a ticket to play in the game, which is really, again, really interesting, that idea of tickets being access and opportunity and that some people won't get a ticket, right? It's your seat, whether you have a place or not. And to finish with, a quote from Rodal from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, um, which said, there's plenty of money out there. They print more every day. But this ticket, there's only five of them in the whole world. And that's all there's ever going to be. Only a dummy would give up, give this up for something as common as money. Are you a dummy? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's lovely. Oh, Cruz, thank you so much indeed for your sharing. I'm sure our listeners absolutely enjoyed your sharing on tickets and the history behind it. Thank you very much. No and worries. see you next week.